リンクスタート先輩先輩
I had a lot of thoughts that came to my mind because somebody like myself, I give a lot of respect and love to Sword Art Online because for myself, that was one of the biggest shows when I started getting back into anime and young adulthood that sold me into the brand of anime. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while or know anything about me, I've watched anime pretty much my entire life just unknowingly, watching Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, etc. And then getting more into Inuyasha, going to shows like Mobile Suit Gundam, getting into like Roroni Kenshin and then evolving into more like uh, Cowboy Bebops, what is it, um, Samurai Champlo. A lot of these shows I grew into as time progressed, but as we all do, between our youth and our little mid, it's like the middle spurt of our area, the teenage where we have, I started doing things outside with people because we wanted to be more involved with the culture and the people around us, so we wanted to do more with it, right? That's the funny thing about this is, is that I started to go away from the things I loved in young adulthood, in my teen years, you could say. As soon as I was like 16, 17, I got a girlfriend. So I started doing that attribute. I started having different friends related around that. I stopped playing video games as much. I stopped watching video games as much. I stopped watching anime. I stopped changing my whole entire habits of what I like to do and moved over into this bot life, I say. PC, where you just follow the track line of what everybody tells you to do, which is to get married, have children, and live till you die. I fell into that trap, right? And as I was doing all that, I started to notice I was moving away from my calling, the things I loved in life, and the things that made me who I am. So when I finally was now out of the relationship, I finally was doing a career path which I enjoyed, I started watching anime again. And Sword Art Online was one of the first shows next to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood that I started watching again because both of those... We're on Netflix at the time, and it blew my mind to see that a platform like Netflix actually was carrying anime? Like, it blew my mind, because again, you have to understand, when I was growing up, anime was not that accessible. It was not uh, very easy to find, and especially when I was a kid, you had to have VHS tapes to, like, actually watch a lot of these, or you had to know somebody or a spot, because I know a lot of people say Toonami and stuff like that through Cartoon Network. You have to understand that was a lot further down the road. That was, like, my teen years, right? So it wasn't that easy to find. So for me now to finally get back into this field, to watch this type of category and genre, and to dive into something, you know, full dive like SAO, into this world of Sword Art Online, I was captivated and I utterly fell in love with it. It did something to me that I think a lot of other shows wouldn't have done at that time. It connected me into something that I loved and yearned for ever since I was a child. I love video games. I've played them so long throughout my life and I've played so many of them, they hold a very close place in my heart and they're one of the fondest memories I'll carry with me throughout my life because video games at that time was a way to express your imagination in a world that seems so conforming. The world we live in, it's always trying to take away your imagination. It's trying to take away the youth within you and it's constantly trying to force you into something you didn't want to do this entire time because we can all admit it at hu as human beings none of this makes sense none of this seems right and just to work to make money and to chase money to do that for your entire life to buy a bigger house and more cars does that ever feel like it's accomplishing anything I mean, from a mass perspective, I guess if you're famous or have a lot of money, the world kind of says you've done something good, but have you? I mean, shout out to Akon. He was one of the first people I remember seeing that he woke up in his mansion in the hills with his all white house, his white tiger. He had his like freaking, he had his own gas station at his house, his helicopter. He woke up one day and said, what am I doing? None of this means anything. 
And so he decided to go to Africa and try to make self-sustaining electrical plants or self-sustaining ecosystems for people that were indigenous to their land and had no other resource ability to do it or even knew about it and he went out of his way to do it because he had the ability to for myself playing video games was something that allowed me to tap into that imagination most people around me didn't have it's what's kept me unique it's what's kept me authentic it's what's kept me close-knit at home with everything i love and constantly growing my mind and perspective of the things i see and challenge because i was able to be brought into a world i couldn't see otherwise i wasn't walking down the street and seeing dragons I wasn't going down the street and seeing Pokemon running around. I wasn't going to these great castles and saving a princess in my daily life, but we tried to as kids. And we tried to imagine that. And so in doing so, video games captured that for me at a very early age. I remember some pivotal games like Pokemon, Monster Rancher, Halo, these iconic games now that totally changed my perspective of what was real. Diablo. There's even so many more games throughout all our adventures of Final Fantasy. I mean, it goes on and on. World of Warcraft. All of these great games did something that most people don't understand. It connects to something within us that it's hard to explain or to express physically through language. But the best way to do it is like through art form. And that's what true video games are. If the game is really truly connected to its purpose of what it's trying to portray to you, it's bringing you into a world you would have never been in otherwise. That's what Sword Art Online did for me. Sword Art Online connected me to that youth again that I lost for a little bit. Sword Art Online took me into a world inside a video game where this guy, Kirito, puts on a full dive helmet and gets sucked into Aincrad and becomes a part of a world that he feels he was always made to be in. And he even says it within his life. He never felt like he was a part of anything or he had any purpose until he finally full dived. And inside of that game, inside of that world, he found himself and he found something he was good at that felt like home and he chased it. And of course, the show gives us this crazy storyline where Akihiko Kaiba locks everybody in the game, puts this death trap on their head devices where if anybody takes it off, they die. If they die in the game, they die. And now you're stuck in this crazy world of suspense wondering, will they survive? Will Kirito make it out alive? Sure, I understand the show gets weird after Aincrad into Elfheim. I understand. It's hard to follow something up like that. The best uh, thing I can basically reference it to is Death Note off the top of my head. After that battle with Kira and L is complete, it's not the same show. And I understand that. It's hard to follow that. It's like the first love of your life, if you've been lucky enough to fall in love. The first love of your life is insequentially uncomparable to any other love after that. You will never love that wholly again. You will never love that innocently again. And you will never give your full heart to somebody ever like that again. Because God forbid it doesn't work out, the world kind of makes you jaded. And depending how the fallout happens, what happens to you, for myself, the closest thing I can reference that to was when my parents got a divorce. That was when the first time in my young life I got to really experience this world isn't what I thought it was. It's not as safe as I thought it was. My family did a really good job of raising me right with morals and values, putting me in a household where I was covered by protection and love. So I didn't experience a lot of the evil within the world until my older days. A lot of people experienced that really, really young. And so within this show and all of these other ones too, 
it's really hard and insequentially incomparable again to describe it of how it was and the progression of it, right? So Sword Art Online, it holds a deep spot to my heart, as I just explained to you. I hold it as one of my all-time favorite animes because of what it did. It's like your favorite food you tried for the first time, or the best person you've met in your life that was a role model to you, or somebody who took you in as like you were a mentee to them and they were your mentor. You hold a special place in your heart for these people. This show is one of those for me. It was the start into my introduction of anime again. So with this news, I am all about incorporating more of the things we love. It's the same thing I said last week about One Piece with the live adaptation. Trust me, I am not a One Piece guy. I can admit it. I've never seen the whole show. I've never passed, I think, 200 episodes. I don't have the time of investment currently in my position. If I do this full time and become the anime senpai of the world and have nothing but time to endeavor into con uh, content, you absolutely can bet I will do an entire One Piece journey of my experience through it. But it's not today, so I can't grade it appropriately. But I know as somebody who's a One Piece fan, if you're not excited for that, you're not a true fan. I myself, within the three seasons, the three chapters, the three different settings of SAO, which is the first one with Aincrad and Elfheim, the second one with Gungale, and the third one with Alicization, I have the rankings of best, in my opinion, Sword Art Online, Alicization, Gungale. And this is really tricky, too, because... Alicization, especially that second half with that first half, with uh, especially the first half with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Alice, I really hold that show close to first season of SAO. It's really close when I hold both of those seasons together, but it won't do the same as the first part, right? Gungale never did it for me, and I'll tell you why. I didn't like seeing Kirito in an aspect where he was now folding. He turned into basically Jon Snow within uh, Game of Thrones. And when he found out the Queen of Dragons was his cousin, spoiler alert, he folded. And he was like, I can't love you. I'm not that kind of lover. I'm not from the Lannisters from Alabama. I don't love my cousins and family. And she's like, bro, really? You're going to let this stupid little thing that you just found out stop the love we have for each other? We, John, we smashed like five times on the way over here from the island. Like the dragons literally were burning the bed for us to get kinky. They turn into a waterbed. All of a sudden now you're folding because you got some new information. I'm a man of science. I move with the aggression of information. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't like seeing Kirito turn into Jon Snow. I didn't like seeing him folding in this Gungill arc, basically, with Sinon, because she's like the main focus of the trauma she went through at a young age with a robbery, went wrong, and somebody died. So she has this trauma with guns. So she goes into Gungill basically, to fight the trauma. I respect that. I think it's a good concept. The thing, though, is with Kirito, I utterly was disgusted with the fact he turned into a shrivelly shell of the man he was. He started regretting his actions. He started contemplating his decisions. He started really hating himself for the people he killed within SAO, Laughing Coffin, which was the PvP guild that was killing players because they're just masochists at the end of the day. He had to kill some people. They basically, in the first season, rushed their base a few times. A lot of this stuff happened, right? So within the second season, he's confronted with the ghosts of his past and this new, like, skull guy, like the death mask guy that's, like, haunting him that's basically from Laughing Coffin. And so 
a lot of this stuff happens, right? I just didn't like it personally. It's my taste, but I respect the franchise. I see what it was doing. It was a cool different perspective of going from an all swords skill to an all gun skill kind of game. I think it was cool. I like the concept. It's showing you the ability of what we're eventually going to be in is a world with full diving technology that connects to your spinal cord. You plug in like the matrix and you're in a whole different world. For all we know, that's what we're in now. But that's the future, right? So they were highlighting it and I thought it was cool. I liked it. I just personally didn't care for it. So with this announcement and all of this stuff that's coming out now with this new second of the basically the alternative side of Gungale Online, the second season, I'm not excited for it. Personally, I'm not excited. I'm all for having more content and I would be an absolute hypocrite to say I didn't want it. Like I was saying about the One Piece fans with the live adaptation, I'm not excited for it but I'm open to it, meaning I will watch it because it's a part of the brand which I love and ride and die for, that I defend to my dying day, I will watch it. It doesn't mean I'm gonna fall in love with it. It might mean I don't even like it. It might mean it's even worse than the first season of Gun Gale, whatever direction they go with this, but I'm open to it and I'll watch it. And I'm very excited to be surprised. So I had to touch on that because anytime some topical things come up within the news department, I feel like it's good to talk with you guys and kind of riff on it for a moment or two, right? Just like the second part too. So I know it's a little bit past due now because I skipped last weekend because I was in Palm Springs, which is why I'm literally bronze. I'm literally sweating so bad and I don't use AC in the summertime. I hope you know this. I don't believe in AC in the summertime. I'm literally Saitama. I'm the guy that's going to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 uh, crunches, 100, uh, I guess he kind of does like, like almost squats and runs like a mile or whatever and sleeps with no AC in the summertime. That's me. If I go bald during this adventure in summertime, you know why. <laughs> but I will announce, though, too, I'm actually going to grow my hair out again. So this is going to be a fun adventure with all of you guys in this content platform because I personally, if somehow I end up under a bridge one day, if I still have a phone, I'm still posting content. So you're going to go on this adventure with me. Just be prepared for Senpai to have his golden locks back because I had some really beautiful long hair and I'm upset at myself that I cut it. But that's okay. We learn and we live, right? So within what just recently happened... With a lot of this stuff within the anime world and news department, I know I'm late, right? But Anime Expo ended about two weeks ago now. It was the beginning of July. We're about halfway almost through July. And it was an utter disaster on day one. And I wouldn't feel good if I didn't touch on this real quick. I know I'm late to the party. I'm sometimes fashionably late. But at least I can get my, uh, my thoughts out there just so we can all enjoy it together, right? So Anime Expo is one of the leading, and I mean one of the leaders for the conventions of an anime side. Some of the biggest companies in the world come to participate. The one that I know all of us basically know is Crunchyroll. They go there to announce a lot of stuff. They have a lot of good guests, a lot of voiceover actors. They do a big a big cosplay tournament. All of these gaming companies, these vendors, independent cosplayers, fans, everything, content creators, they all go to this event, right? And what's crazy to me is that this is going to be another conversation within the topic we'll get into after this, is that the anime world is forever changed. We are entering the Marvel state of anime, and it petrifies me because what happened with the superhero market is now happening with anime, and I see it, and I see it, and I hate it because I'm not somebody who hates on a lot of stuff. It's just... I have to understand it's what happens when something becomes topical, when something becomes trendy, when something becomes mainstream, 
everybody and their mother jumps on board. And that's okay. Like for health reasons, right? I wish eating healthy and fighting cancer back naturally and starting to exercise more and actually proactively reinforcing people to better themselves. I wish that was mainstream rather than this cancel culture bullshit that we're living in right now. Because personally, I'm not political. I don't believe in any of that bullshit. I think it's just a way to disassociate and distract everybody because it's two wings from the same bird. But I utterly am just disgusted with how the world has transitioned now into a place where people have to hide who they are when I would rather see you for who you are. Now, hear me on this real quick, a little side tangent. I would like to know who you are. If you're somebody who is a sexist, misogynist, racist, whatever it may be, if you have these dark thoughts in your mind, don't hide it. Let the world know, especially if you're a content creator, a news reporter, a politician. I want to know who you are, so I know to stay away from you. That's the byproduct of the bad side of this two separate market of this cancel culture now. Because as proactively wanting to be more inclusive and welcoming, absolutely. Love who you want. Do what you want. If you're not hurting people, what's the issue with it, right? I'm somebody who truly believes your life is your own. Never let anybody tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Regardless of religious crap or political crap, do you. Find your purpose in life and live it fully and truly. Love yourself and those around you and follow the teachings of those who have done good before us. Like Bruce Lee is the best example I can give you. The guy was literally body of a god and his mindset was so clear and focused, he knew a lot. Probably why he died young. So when I'm saying this is that I don't like how this world now has turned so politically driven and stuff where people are hiding who they really are. I'd rather you say it so I know to stay away from you. I don't want to support you if you really are that kind of person. A little side tangent of all that stuff. But that's kind of a byproduct, though, of what's going on with Anime Expo. So think of it this way. Now that it's in the Marvelverse, everybody is jumping in. I loved Spider-Man when it was Tobey Maguire. Most people did not care for Tobey. Tobey's my boy. I ride or die with Tobey. Do you want to know why? Because when I would go to those movie theaters and watch those movies, the old Spider-Mans, the old Supermans, the old Batmans, there were nerds and geeks. The people that you would think and expect to be at these were there. It's like a chess tournament, right? If you go to a chess tournament or you go to anything that seems nerdier, you're expecting a guy with glasses, skinnier, combed over hair, pencil pocket and all that stuff. Yeah, they're mostly there. That's the type of environment it breeds. It doesn't mean that there isn't irregulars or I'm not stereotyping. It's just a consistent truth of the environment, right? So when I was younger and I supported these superhero movies, there was no cool guys, there was no jocks, there was no hot girls, there was no scene kids, there was nobody else besides those who fit that medium. Truly nerds, geeks who loved playing video games, watching anime, and watching these superhero movies, right? Well, now, with the Marvelverse, uh, the people that are in these movie theaters and selling it out and buying Disney Plus and taking their kids all this stuff, those are the jocks, those are the cheerleaders, those are the too cool for school guys, those are the skateboarders, those are the athletes, those are the scene kids. They're all on board now. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because they miss their youth. They really missed out on being young. And it hurts them to know that they're older now. And so they're trying to grab onto it as fast as they can and hold on to it. And also since it's now trendy and fun and everybody's accepting of it and it's popular, they can show their real side. Kind of funny how that works, right? The same thing is now happening with anime, unfortunately, but it's a part of the reality we live in. When something becomes big enough and it starts to become popular, it starts to become trendy, everybody jumps in on it. It's true. 
I see it now. I'm on TikTok. I haven't been as viral as I used to be because I took a good break because of health reasons and stuff like that. But now that I'm back on TikTok, I'm slowly gaining the algorithm back. I'm getting my feet in it. I'm having fun again. There are so many videos that pop up about people talking about anime now that have nothing to do with anime on their content. Zero. They're like tech people. They're also like just regular people doing funny videos or influencers that are just doing whatever, or just hot girls that are now cosplaying. They're all getting into it. Do you know why? It's trendy. It's popular. It's topical. It's getting the clicks. So in that byproduct, that's why Anime Expo now within 2022 and in 2023 has changed. And it's unfortunate. I truly do miss the fact that these events when I was a kid and a young adult, when you would go to these events, they were pure. They were people who just wanted to experience it in real life with other people who enjoyed it too, with other people who had nowhere to experience it with other people because they didn't know anybody that really liked anime. They couldn't talk about it openly. It was like, in a sense, a shunned thing, something you wouldn't say unless you wanted to get picked on, like the band people. I stopped playing band in high school. Do you know why? I got picked on in junior high. As soon as you go to high school, I'm not trying to deal with that for four years. I'm trying to be able, you know, like fit in a little bit more. So you change. It happens. It's a byproduct of the society. Somehow, some way, we allow this to determine who we should be and how we should fit in. And so Anime Expo now, it's not what it used to be. I won't go. Even if they pay me, I'd have to think about it because it's just not what it used to be. I don't go back to my exes. I don't go back to past relationships. I don't chase old friends. I live life and I do by moving forward and knowing what's good for me. I know by seeing these events and all of these videos, and I did a couple riffs on it on TikTok too that thankfully got a little bit of views. It's changed, and unfortunately, it's become so popular now that even these big companies, and I'm talking about super mega tech companies like billion-dollar companies like Disney, Netflix, Hulu, etc. Hulu's a part of Disney now, but all of these major companies, they're buying in on anime. And so these companies now who host these events like Anime Expo or any other big event that you can think of, they're overselling their tickets. They are not getting big enough halls or venues for this, even though they're in a convention center. They're doing too much, and your safety is not a priority. The focal point of who you are as a person and the fact of your enjoyment should come first is not their top five issues. They're worried about making as much money as they can, getting the biggest names and celebrities they can, getting the most popular companies they can, making sure everybody is getting fed and fat off of it, and also, last but not least, they extend it as long as they can to get even more money out of you for longer passes. Your safety your comfort, your well-being, your enjoyment is not focal pointed as a per, uh, importance anymore. And it's the same thing with Marvel. Look at the Marvelverse. Are you really somebody that's going to sit here and tell me that Marvel is the same as it used to be? Are you really going to sit here and tell me that these thousands of movies it feels like now that keep coming out with new ones are good? You're tripping. You're honestly devaluing yourself of somebody who knows good from bad. And I'm not trying to justify and saying that there's nothing wrong with liking bad movies. That's, that's completely fine. But it's like the same gripe I have with The Fast and Furious. They're on like, what, 75 now? And what are they going to do now? Go into the deep ocean because they've already been to space? Like, what, what are we doing? Why are we keep playing these on? There's no need to keep chasing this stuff. For some reason, as human beings, and especially as fans, we have such a hard time letting go of something. Like, we hold it so close to our heart that it's like we can't just stop and just enjoy and have more fun with stuff. It's crazy to me. But I just truly believe with how everything is changing and how the world is progressing, 
I know for a fact you should just stay away from these major anime events, especially on the first day. If you want to go on day two, three, or four, that's fine. It calms down, and thank God they finally get shit a little bit back in order by then. But there's no need for you to go on these day ones and to waste hours of your time and being smushed in these massive sea of people to just spend some money to see some cosplayers. No offense, but I'm really going to say this as I'm somebody who works in sports too. I'd rather sit at home and watch a game than go to these games. Why am I going to waste my time and effort and money for something that's not enjoyable? So like Dodger Stadium, you know how shitty it is to get in and out of that stadium? I'd rather go to the Angels game. Nobody goes to them and it's super chill. (laughs) The stadium's easy to get in and out of. Football games, I'd rather watch them at home. They stop every play and take minutes on end to start again. What am I doing? The only time you'll catch me at something is a soccer game. So maybe the World Cup, but I know those are going to be overpacked now too, so I might not even do that. But just be careful, okay? Just be very understanding that your time is the most valuable thing you have. So within anime, just make sure you're focal pointed on the things that are of importance, of value, of things that are truly good for you. So with SAO, I told you, Gun Gale wasn't my favorite. I'm not excited about this new one because I didn't care for it, but I'll support it. I'll watch it but I'm not going to rave about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tout it as the greatest next thing. And yeah, that's out of all the remakes I want because it deserves the new one because I'm a fan. No, I'm a just fan. I can tell you if my product is crap. (laughs) I'll tell you with my shows. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and do a show if it's not going to better you or myself. So the same thing goes with anime. This is now the new set of standards I hold myself to. So I hope you do as well. And that's the perfect segue into... The topic today and the main focal point of this show classic animes are far superior to modern day animes i said it really let that set in classic animes will forever be the best anime we have ever enjoyed and there is no modern show no future show that will ever touch the greatness of what we had and it's sad when you really think about it i can compare it to your youth And when you were a young kid, or when you were a young adult, when you were 18, 19, 20, or your early teens, when you were living young, wild, and free, as Snoop and Wiz Khalifa say, some of the best times of your life. Do you know why? Because you weren't worried about a paycheck. You weren't worried if you could afford your house. You weren't worried if you could afford gas or food. You weren't worried about your mental state. You weren't worried about your better of health or the betterment of your family. You were just living. And you were doing what you felt in that moment. You would go outside and play. You would run with your friends. You would go eat a sandwich, a mac and cheese with ketchup and hot dogs, or some top ramen and some hot sauce, you know? You'd go outside and play. You would go meet up with friends and have a good time. You'd go to the beach. You'd drive out late at night at 2 in the morning and sit there until the sun comes up. You didn't have no responsibilities. And those days, you were the most you because you were free. That's why they say all the time, youth is wasted on the young. They don't know what they have. Well, couldn't I say that about anime? Couldn't I make the argument that we didn't know how good we had it until now we're here? I can really make that statement, and I think it's a thousand percent true. Look at how so many modern shows now are just being thrown in your face because the money's there. So now everybody wants a piece. I say this because I saw it firsthand. A couple years back before COVID... Right before COVID, I would say, and then into COVID, I was hosting a good amount of smaller anime events. I was doing a lot of things, shout outs to um, Affinity. I was doing a lot of stuff with their brand. 
shout outs to Vinyl Labs. I was doing a lot of stuff with their brands. I hosted one of the first cars and anime event at the convention center in Los, San- uh, Las Vegas. I was doing a lot. And you know what's crazy is, is I kept seeing how many vendors were getting into this game just because there was money. Most of these vendors I talked to didn't even really watch anime, but they were selling anime product. Isn't that weird? How would you feel if you were somebody in fitness and you went into a GNC and you were trying to buy supplements to better your nutritional value, whether it be BCAs, amino acids, creatine, weight gainer, weight loss, essential minerals, whatever it may be. And it was a 72-year-old skinny lady telling you things. I'm not saying to judge a book by its cover, but doesn't that just seem a little off? And then you walk in and talk to her and she's never taken a single supplement in her life. She just needed a part-time job. Isn't that kind of weird? That means you sold out for money. That is what the drug is for whatever company you work for. The drug is the paycheck, and they hope you get addicted to it and keep coming back for more. It's the same thing with anime now. And so I saw really early on, and this is a few years back, like I'm talking before Mugen Train, where they sold out the theaters, and then the Black Clover one, and uh, all of these new stuff that's coming out that's blowing up the scene, the One Piece Red movie. It was not anything I thought it was going to be that fast. And I saw it firsthand. A lot of these people who were coming to this events were coming because they knew somebody who liked anime. They just wanted to tag along. Because, I mean, God forbid we were locked in our houses for an entire year, which was bullshit, by the way, now that we look back. We're sitting here and we're like, how many of these fans are really anime fans? And I've said it before, too. I don't think that many anime fans are fan of anime. They just like certain shows. They like the scene. They like the attention. Just like most hot girls, I told you. The ones who are cosplaying, I bet you they can't even tell you five of the characters truly that they cosplay as. Most of them are just staying with the topical parts. It's not wrong. I mean, I can't hate on them. I don't hate the player. I hate the game. It's the same thing with anime now, too. With the progression of anime now and how it's so popular and it's so mainstream, especially here in the Western cultures, where especially when I was driving to LA to do these radio shows or fill in for the TV stuff, and I would see the giant billboards for Anime Expo everywhere. It's not how it used to be. It was more low-key. They wouldn't waste money on something like that because they knew they didn't need to. The true fans would come. Now, they want all of you because they know they can get you. And we fall prey. It's the same thing now with anime as a whole. And it hurts my heart because I went back and I spent time and I looked at all the animes I watched within the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. I won't even go past the early 2000s, maybe late 2000s, but I'm saying after the late 2000s, anime just isn't the same. Sure, there's a lot of modern day stuff that's carrying a lot of the shonen world. So you could say Demon Slayer, Black Clover, One Piece, My Hero Academia. Sure, there's a bunch of these modern day ones that are massive that everybody loves. Okay, does it mean they're good? Like truly think about it. How deep is the story? How much is connected to it? Or did it grow? You see what I'm saying? Did you fall in love with somebody when you first met them? Had this elaborate meeting? There was so much depth and story before you guys even met to build up to that exact moment? Or did you guys just kind of randomly get drunk one time, hook up, and now you have feelings for each other? That's what anime is now. It's not like it used to be. Because back then, and I listed all these shows next to me so I can rifle a few of these ones off to you guys, they're unmatched. A lot of these shows from back in the day took so much time to animate. I'm talking about years. I'm talking about it took weeks upon weeks for one episode, where now, hey, we have AI that can probably make anime soon. Isn't that scary? 
Isn't it wild to think that lifeless things are now leading the way for a lot of our entertainment and focal point of creativity? Oof. This ain't gonna end well, Johnny, let me tell you. It's crazy, because when I go back, and I'm gonna list some off for you real quick. Some of these classic shows, like Neon Genesis, Evangelion, I've talked about it so many times. It's a top five show for the rest of my life. That show is a masterpiece. It did so much within a short span. I was captivated. The artwork, the whole vision of what they were trying to show you, the masterful work of what the entire show was about, and Shinji just trying to find himself. God, it was so beautifully done. Everything, the father issue, the lack of a family, the pressure from a father figure onto his son, the whole attributes of this world being destroyed all around you, and he was just trying to be a damn kid and gets thrown into this shithole and has to find a way to make it work and to save the world and realized he never even accepted himself. Dog, what? Do you know how amazing that show was? And the animation style is beautiful. And this has nothing to do with being the old man. Get off my lawn! Because I've been around for a little bit longer than some of these anime viewers. That has nothing to do with this. I know value, and I justifiably give it credit when it deserves it. I'm not somebody that's going to sit here and tell you something that's not true. I'm not going to sit here and tout some nonsense just to get clicks. I'm not going to say something to piss you off just because I know it will. Do you know what I'll do at the most extreme? Is I'll make a very bold statement to make a good conversation. That's the most I'll do. But trust me when I say, I believe what I say. Trust me when I say, I mean it when I say it. It's the same thing now, and it hurts my heart to see that we're at the tipping point, and unfortunately, it's tipping over. Anime is too popular now, and it's sad. It hurts my heart to know that the thing that I love, the thing that I support, the thing I watch, I've even catched myself taking breaks off modern anime now because it's not the same. It's really tough for me to find a new show I really enjoy. Shoutouts to ZOM100, is, which is from this summer season. It's actually a new show I'm enjoying right now because it's different. There's not that much different content out there anymore. It's rinse and repeat. If I get another freaking isekai, I'm going to sh lose my shit. Oh, and guess what? It's a vending machine. Let's give it the three-episode rule. You should be a true anime fan. You gotta watch at least three episodes. No, I don't. Why do I need to? That's all you. I'm sure there'll be 50 other content creators that'll talk about it for you. I'm not that guy, pal. Trust me. I'm not that guy. I just know we're in a very scary place. And a lot of these shows, again, besides Neon Genesis, Trigun, the original one, not Stampede, Cowboy Bebop, and also Samurai Champlo. Mobile Suit Gundam, Dragon Ball, the beautiful movie Akira that was like responsible for creating 50 new colors just in the anime movie itself. Ghost in a Shell, which I recently just rewatched again. Unbelievable how awesome of a movie and the perspective of what it's actually talking about a future society that I loved and it captivated me. How about Sailor Moon? How about something like Roroni Kenshin, which is coming back? How about Perfect Blue, which is one of the most psychedelic movies you can watch that is so damn good? How about Hajino Ippo? You ever seen that fighting boxing anime, which is some of the best in somebody's, like most people I've talked to, one of their all-time favorite animes? You want to talk about comedies? How about Golden Boy? How about Ghost Stories, the dub edition, where they literally had so much free range, they could talk about anything and had free range. I'm talking about, if you go back and watch that show, and I highly recommend you do if you've never seen it, I'm talking about ghost stories. They said everything and anything that came to mind. 
This is like Dave Chappelle status, Dave Chappelle show. It would get canceled within the first episode if it was in today's world, which is sad, but it's extremely funny. How about some more? How about I give you something like Monster, another psycho, uh, psycho like analysis, a psycho thriller that you absolutely have to watch once in your life. What about something like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which to this day is still the greatest anime I've seen completion wise, start to finish. Every attribute of what's involved, every secondary character, the story progression, the main character's growth, the side characters, the family aspects, everything in that damn show is perfect. And that's a remake. That says a lot. How about something else? Code Geass, Death Note, Bakano. I mean, I can go on and on. Hunter Hunter, Initial D, Yu Yu Hakusho. There's so many more. I didn't even get Bleach. There's so many more that I didn't even mention that are some of the greatest animes ever made. I'm sorry to tell you this, but if we put a top 10 list with every anime ever made inside of it, I am telling you right now, majority, if not close to all of them, are older animes. What does that say? Don't get me wrong. I'm not a pessimistic asshole here. I'm not somebody who's just trying to be a deadbeat, old, get off my lawn person right now because I don't understand the beauty of what's in front of me. I don't understand how to eat. Oh, no cap, dog. I'm trying to trilla-la-la-la on my back porch on my nine, dude. Give me a grimace shake. It's not what this has to do with at all. I know that there are some new good shows. I still love Attack on Titan, which technically... Oh, it's kind of a newer show. I'll give it the newer show vibe since it's still going. I have so much love for Attack on Titan. I have so much love for my dress-up darling. I have so much love for Violet Evergarden and also Ancient Magus Bride. I have so, so much love for Vinland Saga and the story that it's showing us. So much love for those. But just understand, those are a diamond and a rough now in the mass releases of animes coming out. I truly mean this. I'm not saying that there was no bad animes, especially when these other shows were being released, but those shows back in the day when they were being released and published, a lot of the ones that you've probably never seen that I have lists of them that I'm going to be doing and talking about on TikTok and stuff, they slap a lot of modern shows nowadays that people rave about. Slap them. You want me to tell you one right now? Honey and Clover, which is a romance anime. It's one of the best slice of life romance animes I've seen, and it comes back from like early 2000s. Crazy, isn't it? That a show that's almost now 20 years old is better than shows that are being released now? Hmm. Spice and Wolf. Why do you think it's getting remade? Means something, doesn't it? You think they're just going to pick a shit show and remake it for no reason? No. They want to make sure the money's there. And Spice and Wolf has a cult following. I'm a member. <laughs> I'm probably one of the leaders. <laughs> just because of how good the show is. It's freaking economics. Get out of here. There ain't no show like that. Unbelievable. The fact of the matter is... We're in a weird spot with anime, and I'm very worried. I'm scared. I don't want it to turn into the Marvel effect. I don't want it to turn into the Final Fantasy, or excuse me, I don't want it to turn into Final Destination, where they just keep making stupid movies to make them, or Fast and Furious. I don't want it to be this Marvel-verse now. I don't want it to just be this whole entity of just money hoarding and grundering. Look at Disney now. Disney is literally fumbling so hard to make money right now. They're releasing so many of these live adaptations and remakes, and they're all flopping. They're not coming anywhere close to the mark of where they needed to, to be considered a win in the public appeal of how much money they made. They're losing money. I'm talking about almost a billion. Like, it's crazy how much money they're losing. It says something. People want creativity. By natural instinct within all of us, we want something new and good. 
I'm not going to just go to somewhere that's different just because it's different and eat the food. Just because it's trendy. I don't give a shit that people are putting hot Cheetos in everything. Hot Cheetos aren't good for me, so I'm not going to eat them. It says something. I, oh, dude, this old guy not eating hot Cheetos. No, there's food coloring and all this bullshit inside of it. Go look at what you're putting in your fucking body. Okay, let's really talk about this. This is crazy to me that we have established ourselves now as a community and have allowed this to go on as far as it has. Do you know how I'm taking a stance? I'm not supporting a lot of these new shows. So a lot of my content now will not be as pivotal focused on that stuff. It'll be more focused on the goodness of what anime is. I'll talk about news. I'll still be topical on some things, but you won't see me ball shining and moon shining and actually shoe shining. A lot of these things that don't deserve it. This is a byproduct of where we are. Think about it from a cinematic attribute of movies, right? Look at how movies have fallen off so much within, shoot, how far back can we go? 60 years? And trust me, I know a lot of Hollywood was whitewashed. That's not the conversation. I'm talking about the creativity of movies now. 80s and 90s was peak movie creation. I'm just saying. Look at how it changed from a home experience as well. We used to go to the cinemas. We used to go to movie theaters for either date night or for your friends or to see the new release. The world has changed a lot since then. Just within the home body of that, it went from going to the theater to watch new movies to Blockbuster. And you could go to Blockbuster now and rent these on that Friday and watch it over the weekend and bring it back on Sunday. Blockbusters were popping. But you know what made those extinct? Redbox. Because now instead of having to wait in line for all these new hot releases and all that stuff, I can go to the grocery store and rent a movie at the same time. Saves me time. And guess what? Time is money. That's what all of our advancements are. And guess what beat Redbox? Streaming. Netflix. The whole new marketplace now where all I got to do, sit my ass home after sitting in a desk for eight hours, sit my ass right on my couch, eat some potato chips and watch movies. That's what's happening to anime. It's now turning and it sucks to say this and to actually realize this. We're turning into that type of market to where now anime is now an accessible, quick market. It's not like it used to be. It's not like where there used to be hungry artists producers, talented directors. Tell me somebody that's close to the level of Makoto Shinkai. Or how about the other man that I'm, I've, God forbid, I'm forgetting his name right now. That's one of the head guys over at Studio Ghibli. Name me another producer for movies, anime movies, that is close to those two men. And I'm terrible that I can't remember this other guy's name. Are you kidding me? There is none. Do you know why? Because it's not as it used to be. The same thing happens with artists. Let's go to actors. Let's go to your favorite musicians or artists, rappers, whatever it may be. Do you know when they're starving, they're broke, have no money, and have nothing but their passion and their dream of being successful and accomplishing everything? Do you know how hard they work? Do you know how real that music is? Do you know how much soul that you can feel within every note, within every lyric, and how much passion and desire that's behind all of it? It's uncomparable to somebody that's made it. I don't care what you say. The Drake that I grew up with, you know, fresh out of a wheelchair in Degrassi, the Drake now that's finger painting his nails and wearing dresses and probably kissing guys now, who knows? That's not the same Drake I grew up with. And there's nothing wrong with kissing guys. You can love whoever you want. It was just an analogy there. Drake has changed. His music back in the day, I'm talking about like 2010, 11, 12, 13, when Drake was being that simp boy that we all knew and loved, that was singing from the heart about the girls who broke his heart, the environment he's within, the little bit of fame he's now tasting, that Drake 
nowhere near the same Drake today. And Drake, if you're watching this, I know you're a huge Anime Senpai fan. I apologize. I'm sorry for saying this, but somebody had to tell you. You got too many yes men around you, and that's the worst type of people to have. I saw you on this recent podcast, by the way, Drake, Drake, with this Bobby chick that's like an OnlyFans model that's popping off as a podcaster, and you went on her podcast just to get noticed? Drake, what are we doing, my boy? Stop it. Don't go to these bougie interviewers now. And no hate to Bobby. I don't even know her. So shame on me for saying that. But I'm just stating we need to do better as fans. We need to do better of realizing classic animes is forever going to be the greatness of anime. And trust me, I'm calling it right now. Within the next few years and definitely towards the end of this decade, so like 20, 27, 28, 29, 30, we're going to see a ton of remakes. I'm talking about some of your favorite all-time classic shows, probably all of my favorite ones that I have rated as 10s, are going to be remade. Do you know why I say that? Spice and Wolf and Roroni Kenshin at the moment are being remade. Bleach at the moment is being released. For the first time in who knows how long, the three, the big three are releasing right now. Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. They're all releasing at the same time. Kind of crazy, is it not? And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that Naruto is going to get re remade. Naruto? It's going to get remade. It's coming back again. I know for a fact all this is going to happen because it's the same thing that happened with Hollywood. They lost their mojo. All of these great writers and producers started going to streaming sites because that's where the money was. And so movies died and they had a real hard time of finding people to make good content anymore. It's happening now to anime and it sucks. It really does. And I think that the amount of like the big amount of streaming platforms and stuff we have and all these individual aspects of these networks, these are probably a big issue with what I have as well with seeing with anime, right? So if you think about it, the anime market is going to now divulge into a money attribute rather than a consumer attribute. That's why I'm so nervous about this. That's why I brought up Anime Expo. It's not about the consumer. It's about the money now because they have a lot of checks they need to write for everything they're hosting. The company's coming. They got to get that shit done. So to do so, they're trying to get that shit done. They're trying to make sure those big buyers, like the companies that are paying them tens of thousands of dollars to get in, not you spending a hundred bucks, they're happy. Not you, which is an issue. Same with animes now. They're not going to focus on the best stories. Do you know what they're going to do for animes now? They're going to find the most downloaded mangas or shonen jumps. They're going to find the ones that have the most plays and pop those in, even if they're terrible. That's sad. It's really sad. You can't just date somebody because they look good. I hope there's more there, or else it's going to be a very boring date or a couple sessions after you smash a couple times. You're going to be like, oh, it's just a regular box of crackers. And now what do I do? <laughs> now I'm stuck. I got a kid. I'm married. It's the same thing. We have to be careful with how this is going to go with anime. So as classic animes go, there are so many things that I want to touch on one more time with you. Why they're so important to me. Classic animes are true. They have a lot of personality within them. And a lot of the directors and producers and writers embed their souls into them. Because keep in mind now, we're saying that now, these animators and stuff were underpaid. Can you imagine then? Really think about that. Do you know how insequential the money must have been back then when anime wasn't even popular outside of maybe Japan? Can you imagine? And now we're saying they're underpaid? Bruh, you're tripping. I can only imagine how bad it must have been over then too. Which also though, it shows you that the passionate ones will get into it. So the voice actors. Do you really go listen to a lot of these old voice actors compared to a lot of these newer ones now? Do you want to know the difference? 
Ooh, anime's popular. Ooh, I'm doing voice work. Let me get into anime too, because there's a good check there again. Or now I know that it'll help my career. Rather than saying, I've watched anime my whole life. I want to go be a voice actor and voice a character in a show. Nope, that's a little bit more rare now. Trust me, I've met voice actors. The whole world is changing, and it's very scary to see that we're going to lose a lot of the authenticity behind the creation of anime. We're going to lose a lot of the sincereness behind these directors and creators, and a lot of the stuff within, let's just say, the social standards, right? A lot of these new shows are going to have a hard time capturing the essence of what we used to have, because now animation style is the focus, which it shouldn't be. If you talk to anybody that has an open mind about Demon Slayer and really likes Kamitsu no Yaiba, they'll all tell you the same thing. The animation style is top tier. But if you remove it, is it really that great of a show? Like, really that great of a show? It's probably still good, but it's not top tier. Just the animation style is leading the way. Look at any of your top favorite shonens right now. If you remove that anime style, would you still enjoy it? You know why I say that? Go watch the old Trigun. Watch those fight scenes that Vash the Stampede has with a lot of these different convicts and thugs and all that stuff. Look at how the first scene when it's opening up to introducing you to Vash is actually glitching. Like it seems like the screen is subtly moving like with like little sketches and stuff because of how old the anime is and how the animation style was back then. And it's still one of my favorite ones of all time. The cyberpunk genre, which is not really here anymore besides the cyberpunk edge runner we had. Like I'm talking if you go back to the cyberpunk era, like Experial, uh, Serial Experiment Lane and stuff back in that era and watch a lot of these shows, your mind is going to be blown. I'm talking about Perfect Blue. Go watch that movie and tell me that movies now are comparable. It's not. And this is coming from somebody, again, I've said, and I truly believe this when I say this, A Silent Voice is the best anime movie I've seen because of what it was telling you in the story. There was so much connected to that story. It's way more than just a romance slice of life. And I mean so much more. That anime is insane. And it's getting older now, too. It's not as new as it used to be means something. And if we go before that, I mean, if you've seen Akira or Ghost in the Shell <laughs> or any of those old school Studio Ghibli movies, Ghibli, if we're talking about like Grave of Fireflies, there is no way some new Dragon Ball movie will compare to it. There's no way these one shoots like I love Josie the Tiger and the Fish. It does not compare. Trust me when I say that. Five centimeters eat my pancreas. They're good, but it's not the same. The art style has changed. So remember, this isn't somebody trying to be the old man, get off my lawn. That's not what this is. I embrace change. I like change. I embrace it because it keeps me fresh. It keeps me revigored. It keeps me connected and have more to talk about and enjoy within the market I love. The issue I have is that we're losing sight of what's important. Storytelling. The divinity of uniqueness in somebody portraying something more than just fight scenes within a show. I do not like that shonen is the main marketplace, but it is what it is. That's fine. I have no hate towards it. I'm just realistic, and I would like fantasies. Uh, I wanted more isekais, but now I'm sick of isekais. I wanted to have more of like the focal point of good slice of life from an older setting, like adulthood and stuff. Like I wanted more, something to challenge me. I was never expecting to love a Viking show, but here we are. I don't need more demon lord stuff. I don't need no more isekais reborn, smartphones, this. I, I don't want any more of that. We've had enough. When is enough enough? Same with the Marvelverse. How many more... Of these movies do you need? Wasn't Thanos the best part? 
How is it any good after that? I wish we could snap all these movies that are now coming out. Truly. Sorry. I'm just saying. I mean, again, maybe I'm unique here. Maybe I'm just the guy that really is by himself in a lawn saying this. Maybe I'm the guy standing on a mountain seeing the world below him and this wave coming in and nobody cares. They're getting their surfboards out. They're all putting sunscreen on, ready for the wave to hit them so they can ride it. When I'm like, why? We're good where we're at. We don't need to make it such an extreme motion. We don't need to sell out. We don't need to be like Hollywood. I wish we would be better than Hollywood. My legs are really killing me right now from this sunburn, by the way, but... I think it's time. I am very positive. I hope you know I'm doing something that is just realistic, but I'm very hopeful. Like, I'm truly hopeful with where this is going to go. I think we're at a point right now where it's going to get weird for a while, but it's going to get better. I do really believe that because I think just like most of society and the trends and people who follow a lot of the things that are happening they'll start to be deterred away from it because something else will come up. And that's good with me. I'm fine with that. If people are true fans, they'll stay. They'll enjoy more and they'll expand their horizons. And I really mean this when I say this. I really hope you go back and watch classic shows. I really hope you do yourself a service and to look them up. Just Google it. Spend some time going back to seeing the top 80s animes, top 90s, top 2000s, and watch them and enjoy them for what they are. Because if it wasn't for those... We wouldn't be sitting here today. I wouldn't have been able to reach you. Because again, most of my fans, I'm sure, are newer anime fans. And that's okay. Or returning anime fans. That's okay. I love doing this. And I love talking to you. So no, I'm not a pessimistic guy. I'm a very optimistic guy. But I'm a realist. I see what's in front of me. And I react to it. I know that we have the ability to do better. So that's what this podcast is for. And shout outs to my guy, the seven fingered man on TikTok. He did this great rift about talking about most podcasters and stuff today and people who create content. I agree with him that there are a lot of people out there and I'm somebody who's done entertainment for a long time. And I think I put a hell of a good show on for you guys, because as you can see, I don't even need to edit much. I just have fun. There is a lot of people in this space now, especially podcasting that are there because it's the new hot thing. Most of them have nothing to say. Most of them have nothing good to say. Do you know the leading anime podcast in this space is called Trash Taste Podcast? That shows you a lot of the anime world right now. These three guys, like three big YouTubers that came together to make a podcast, they did it because they knew it was the next big thing. It was the next future for what they had to do to continue their career and concepts of content creation. And guess what? They did it. But they're telling you, they ain't got no good taste. They ain't get two shits. At least on that attribute, they're, they're, you know, like they're right. I don't have great taste either. I just have my own taste. I can't make you like my food. <laughs> it's not how it goes. But I think that it shows the market of where we're going now and all of these anime podcasts and all these anime podcasters, anime TikTokers and creators, they think they know because they have a platform. They know nothing. Just like the people on the news, trust me, they're just reading off a teleprompter. They don't know what the hell they're saying. It's the same people in Hollywood, just because they have a following or they're an actor doesn't make them a good person. They probably are doing some wicked stuff behind closed doors. We just don't get to see it. Same thing happens here with anime. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you support. Your time and your effort, and especially your money, which is a representation of your time, is some of the most important things you have in this life. So I really hope you value them more. So especially with who you support and who you listen to, know that that same space and market is now with anime viewership. With each new season, I do recommend you try to watch a couple good shows, but just keep in mind, you don't need to support the stupid ones. You don't need to support the overly etchy ones. You don't need to support anything that you're not a fan of. 
but don't hate on other people for doing it. Just enlighten them. That's how this is. We ain't trying to drag that horse to water anymore, baby girl. We here knowing the way, sipping a cup, ready for you if you'd like. There's plenty for everybody. So I hope that was a little bit of an interesting conversation. I hope I shine some light on not only the aspects of SAO and why I hold it so close to my heart, a little bit more insight about these conventions and where the world's going, and especially the marketplace right now with anime creation and anime shows and how classic animes, especially the animation style, it's undefeated. I love the hand-drawn arts. I love people who spent hours upon hours creating us something because that took time and effort. Eating a home-cooked meal is uncomparable to fast food. We're getting a lot of fast food anime now. And unfortunately, your taste buds are enjoying it. So let's do better. I love you guys. I'm so thankful that you spend any time with me, staying a while and listening, and enjoying the beautiful world of anime. If you'd like to support me even more, join the Patreon family. It's in the link in the bio. I'm on every social media platform. Go follow the TikTok, follow the YouTube channel. It costs you guys nothing. And if you would like to support, the Patreon family is there. And I give you guys something for it too. I review animes. And I have fun with it, and I have guests on too, so you can have some fun with us, listen to some good shows, and see like a little bit of a different side to Anime Senpai. So guys, have fun, live your life the way you see best, and don't let anybody distract you from what's important. You being a better person, staying healthy, and watching good shows. So without all due respect, without all the hate and negativity, we're going to be okay. In the anime world, it'll get better. Trust me. Just make sure you go watch some classic animes. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Anime Senpai! Out. Oh